Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut in the United States. And in February 2016, I put myself on a ketogenic diet to take control of my metabolism. In just two and a half months, I managed to reverse all my markers of type 2 diabetes with diet alone. As of now, I'm 80 pounds lighter with no signs of diabetes or heart disease. Hi, I'm Richard Morris in Canberra, Australia, although today I'm actually in Threadbow, Australia, which is a ski resort for the Low Carb Down Under Threadbow Conference. Yeah. I'm staying at an apartment of a friend, uh, and he's got young teenagers, so I've got to be very quiet to not wake up the teenagers. Shh. That's why you're quiet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been on a ketogenic diet since April of 2014, and when I started, I was very sick with complications from type 2 diabetes. Within six months of starting a ketogenic diet, all of my biomarkers of disease had disappeared. I've lost about 100 pounds, so I've completely turned my health around. And this show is a document of our experiences thriving for years in nutritional ketosis. Yeah, and reversing diabetes. And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking. We're not doctors. We don't want to give anyone any medical advice, nope. but we are keen to share our own experiences. We're actually both software developers, so we don't mind reading a few manuals, do we, Carl? Nope. Nope-a-dope. <laughs> We've done some research into our own deranged metabolisms and the science behind them, and we share studies that we found in the show notes. And you'll probably work out pretty quickly that we're both foodies. Oh, yeah. We love to cook, and we love to eat. Mm -hmm. In every episode, we both share a keto recipe that, you know, you, you probably like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to ignore it, put it that way. So let's start podcast number 128, The Keto Fest Show. Heard you say you're due for a little. So Richard, do we have any apologies or corrections from last week's show? Uh, that was number 127, Amy Berger Simplifies a Message. That's the one we did live at KetoFest. Um, no, I don't think we have any apologies to make for Amy or for our content on that show. That was fantastic. Yeah. But if you did hear anything that you disagree with, you know how to get in touch with us. Right. Just let us know. Mm -hmm. So let's revisit what a ketogenic diet is. Sure. It's one that puts you in a state of ketosis where you're burning fat for energy rather than glucose. Um, and how do you do that? Just don't eat glucose. Don't eat any sugar or starch. Eat less than 20 grams a day of that. Eat moderate protein between one and one and a half grams per kilogram of uh, lean body mass is what we did. And get all your energy from fat, either fat on your plate or fat on your body. Yep, that's right. And if you're just starting, listen to our starting keto show at start.2keto.com. That's S-T-A-R-T, not S-T-A-H-T. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me pronounce that properly. Start. Go to start.2keto.com. I like stat better. <laughs> so, Carl, how was your week? That's pretty good. Um, just, you know, still reeling from the, the festival and all the goodwill that yeah. seems to go along with it. It's amazing. I'm getting nothing but great feedback from people in the town who drove by and saw it and said, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> uh, it's just a, it's just an amazing thing. But, you know, I've been, yeah. like I say, sort of cleaning up. Um, and what I mean mm. by that is just making sure that people's invoices are paid and uh, that all the loose ends are tied up. We're in the process yeah. of what we do in the software business is after an event or after you ship we do a what's called a post-mortem meeting right which is we get together and we say what worked what didn't work what could be better next year how do we do that mm -hmm. and so that process yeah. is already starting 
Mm. So I, I had a great, absolutely great week. And on top of that, I had some lamb shanks. So <laughs> nice. And speaking of food, I'm doing another keto mini fest at my house. On Already? <laughs> August 18th. I know I'm crazy, but uh, my yeah. birthday is coming up here on the 11th. Mm-hmm. Nice. And for my birthday, I asked my wife if I could buy myself, because this is how we buy presents for each other, <laughs> a Traeger pellet grill slash smoker. Right. Nice. Yeah. So it's a wood fired grill. It has a hopper and you put wood pellets in it, which you can get sure. hickory and mesquite and any kind of, you know, food mm-hmm. cooking wood. And mm. it just it regulates the temperature and it regulates the smoke and you can use smoke or not smoke and use it as a grill. So I'm going to do picanha, which is if you've Ooh. ever been to a churrascaria like Fogo de Chao or Texas de Brazil. I'm actually going to one tomorrow in Threadboat, <laughs> funnily enough. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So when they come around with what they call the top sirloin, that is right. essentially the rump cap and it. You know, it comes from the back, the haunch of the cow, and it's got a really nice fat cap on it, and they bend it around so it's like a curve, like a half circle, and put it on a skewer, right. put salt on it, and then yeah. put it in the rotisserie. And then mm-hmm. when it, the outside is done, they bring it to your table, you grab a little tongs and pull it off the, you know, and you hold it as they slice it off the edges. Perfect medium right. rare inside. And a nice little crust on the outside, and then they salt it and put it back in the rotisserie. So, so that <laughs> is what I'm making not only for my birthday dinner on the 10th, but for the uh, keto mini fest at my house on the 18th. Outstanding. And you can check that out if you're local and you want to come to my house and do this. It uh, it's at uh, meetup.2keto.com. Okay, so that's how my week was. Nice. <laughs> How was your week? I skied today, which was awesome. Uh, it was a really good day. So yeah. this is, um, I'm in Threadbow, which is in the Australian Alps, and it's about two and a half hours south of Canberra. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when I say Australian Alps, the top of our mountain is lower than the bottom of Breckenridge. <laughs> so wow. we, don't, we really don't have Alps here. We, we have mountains. Right. Oh, maybe hills, <laughs> you know, but anyway. No, in Connecticut, we have hills. You have mountains. Yeah, okay. So anyway, the um I've walked up Australia's tallest mountain, so it's not that impressive. Uh but anyway, so we uh, we we're doing the low carb thread bow event, which is uh we do every year and it's basically an opportunity for Rod Taylor from Low Carb Down Under and myself to get some skiing in. Right. And uh and we have a two day event here. Uh well we ha- I think we've got like uh, a dozen people coming to this event tomorrow which is awesome and Monday and Tuesday mm-hmm. uh when we do the um the actual event and uh, I just ski on the weekends and then I go back to Canberra because I'm a university student I've got to go back to some compulsory labs but Rod stays for the rest of the weekend. Ah cool. The good news is that the next two days while we're doing our conference the weather report says that it's excellent weather for doing a conference and horrible weather for skiing. So. Oh. 
it's actually perfect. So, um, so that's what I'm doing. And tomorrow we're all going out to the Churrascuria in um, Threadbo, which is uh, it's one of these places where the, you have this little gadget, little wooden dowel gadget on your table. One end is green and the other end is red. If you have the green end up, they just keep bringing you meat until <laughs> and they don't stop <laughs> until you put the red end up, and then that that's it. They stop bringing you meat. So yeah, um, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a great experience. Yeah. Yeah, I don't often eat a lot of protein, but when I do, it's a churrascuria, <laughs> <laughs> and I use the little green gadget. <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome, So awesome. that's my week. So let's give away some swag, Richard. Yeah, every show we pick a lucky winner at random from the members of the Two Keto Dudes fan club. Yes, we do. And today we're giving away a treasure trove of stuff from vendors we like, all of which you can find at fanclub.twoketo.com. So, Carl, who's our winner this week? This week's winner is Anne Savickas. Congratulations, Anne. Yeah, congratulations. Let's tell everybody what Anne has won. Right. Well, the first thing we're giving away is a Two Keto Dudes coffee mug with our mugs on it that says Keep Mm. Calm and Keto On. Yeah, and a signed copy of Lies My Doctor Told Me by Dr. Ken Berry. Online at lies.tokito.com. And a bottle of Stevia Sweet Barbecue Sauce, developed by a barbecue restaurant owner who plans to change the restaurant industry forever. Only one gram of sugar. Online at steviasweetbbq.com. Nice. And a cheese-making kit from Wine and Way. Uh, these were the guys who did the cheese-making demonstrations at Keto Fest. It was Pam Zorn who did these demos. And she gave away a kit to everybody who attended Keto Fest so they could make their own fresh mozzarella. That's online at Wine and Way. That's W-H-E-Y, Way, dot com. And a six-ounce cup of beef bone broth concentrate from Birthright Nutrition. Just add water, heat, stir, sip, and enjoy. Jam-packed with collagen, gelatin, and all sorts of good stuff. More at birthrightnutrition.com. We're also giving away a bottle of a Remag Magnesium Solution developed by Dr. Carolyn Dean, along with a copy of her protocol, and the Keto and Magnesium Manifesto presented at KetoFest 2018. That's available online at... Mac Miracle, M-A-G-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com. Well, this list is growing. But so lastly, we're giving away a big <laughs> bottle of fasting drops from Keto Chow. It's a well-formulated blend of electrolytes. Just drop a little in your water and fasting will be a breeze. Online at fastingdrops.2keto.com. And a bottle set of sated RTD now. One chocolate and one vanilla, which is available online at sated, S-A-T-E-D dot com slash 2KF hyphen RTD. And from Keto & Co., a sampler six-pack, one bag of brownies, one bag each of their four-flavored cauliflower rices, and one bag of their flatbread. And if you don't want to wait to win some swag, you can always buy all sorts of it online at gear.2keto.com. And that brings us squarely to the section we call... Shh. My don't, don't wake up the kids, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> What you got, Carl? That's a first. <laughs> All right. Well, this comes from the, the big success forum thread mm-hmm. at success.2keto.com. This is from Mike Williams. And by the way, this thread is just where we put it out there. Hey, post your success stories. We want to see pictures, but know that this is a public space. So people are going to, you know, talk about it. So Mike Williams says, my journey started about five and a half years ago when I was first diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. It didn't sink in just how big I really was until I saw a Mm. video recording of me in a church Christmas cantata. 
That is when my fitness and health journey began in November 2012. My weight then was about 330 pounds with an A1C of 7.1. Ouch. Being new to nutrition and fitness, naturally I did what the doctor told me to do. He put me on a mm-hmm. 1,500 calorie diet. And I have OCD, <laughs> ADHD, or one of the Ds, I don't know. I followed it pretty <laughs> religiously. I lost some weight but ended up stalling at about 285 pounds and was stuck there for several months. Mm-hmm. In somewhere in 2014, I was the victim of the healthcare canceling because of Obamacare. Also, mm-hmm. at that time, I had to get a new primary doctor, and she recommended me to start doing paleo to help with the weight loss. Oh, that's something at least. Yeah. So, my mm. journey went along on the paleo way of eating. I had some results over the year I was uh, doing that. Uh, but again, mm-hmm. I got to about 265 pounds and was stuck there with no changes for about a year. Then last year, during my primary doctor visit, my doctor recommended reading The Obesity Code by Jason Fung. Even better. Even better. So, I got the audible version and listened to it several times. It kind of made sense and seemed easy enough to start since I was partially doing it anyway by doing paleo. Right. So, in May 2017, my keto lifestyle began. I was kind of doing it haphazardly, not really tracking anything and having the occasional cheat meal off and on. Mm -hmm. When January of this year came around, I made a resolution to be more strict with my keto, trying consciously to keep my carbs under 20 grams. I experimented with doing cheat meals a few times, which had disastrous results. Mm -hmm. So I've been maintaining my keto way of eating. It's amazing how many restaurants will accommodate you. Mm. Also, church potlucks, which are a kind of crapshoot for what there is to eat, became easy as well. Mm. So, as of this writing, July 31st, I'm 220 pounds. Wow, that's 110 pounds. Mm, nice, and about 100 kilos he now weighs, which is awesome. Yeah, and my type 2 diabetes markers have been reversed. My A1C at my last doctor visit was 4.9. Nice. Yeah. One of my goals is to get below 200 pounds. I'm a member of several Facebook groups and unknowingly became an inspiration to people. Also at my church, I've become an inspiration to people there. Well done, Michael. Yeah, well done, Michael. I'd actually make three comments about that. The first is you're doing exactly what you need to do by being an inspiration to your own community. Mm -hmm. That's really what we've got to do. When we were able to fix ourselves and fix our family, we then need to go into our own community and find people in our own community who have the same problems that we had and tell them a way to to reverse their diabetes because uh, we're not going to get this help from the diabetes organisations. We're not going to get this help from most dietitians. They're, They're rare, the dietitians that can help us with this. So we really need to have testimony from people who've who've taken the journey themselves Um, the other thing i would mention is that that, uh, mike's uh, resting uh, hba1c of 4.9 everyone's is going to have a different number when they when they finally reach their end point right Mike, Mike could have exactly the same amount of glucose in his body and be getting 4.9, and me, I get 5.2. That was where I, I came to. And it really depends on how long our individual red blood cells live. So, so you know, it, it's really a good guide point to point for Mike to see what his HbA1c went to. Don't compare yourself against Mike. If your HbA1c is above 5, don't say, oh, well, mine, need to, mine needs to get lower to 4.9, just to, as good as Mike's. Yeah. Um, 
because you know he, th- this number for him is uh, is is exactly where he needs to be, and now he knows if it goes much above that, he knows he's on the wrong track, and if it goes back to that, he knows he's back on the right track. The thing to note here is that when you get on the keto lifestyle, it becomes manageable. Like yeah. weight spirals out of control. You know when you're when you when you diet and you restrict calories and then all of a sudden you go off it, mm. it easily spirals out of control and it's not because you're not trying hard enough. It's hormonal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's your body is going to get you put that weight back on whether you like it or not. Yeah, and and you just lose control. So that's the thing about the ketogenic diet is that you gain control if you want to let it go for a little while and you know eat more at night or do whatever the things that you do that you know will put weight on it's going to go on slowly first of all and second Mm. of all you can just stop it you can just reverse it (laughs) in the other direction it's manageable so i i really applaud mike so that's what i got richard what do you got so uh mine is actually a comment on facebook uh, and this was from Sarah Braun. Now, I, uh, we did a post of some of the meals that we cooked at Keto Fest, and there was one of me with uh, with uh, a big old pot of lamb. And yeah. I did this pulled. I did pulled lamb with fennel salad and halloumi. This was my cooking demo, and uh, yeah, it was kind of good. <laughs> it was Australian <laughs> lamb. It was a, Massive big box of this stuff, and uh, I had a good time. And so, anyway, this this thread that developed on Facebook, uh, Sarah Brun actually came up with uh, lyrics of a song, and I said, "Look, I want to use that as mail." And she said, <laughs> "Only one condition: you've actually got to sing it." All right. So here we go. Sing it, Richard. Richard had a little lamb. That's not singing. A little ham. This is what Rex Harrison did. (laughs) Screw you, Franklin. (laughs) Richard had a little duck and butter in his coffee. (laughs) So that's what I got. That's Australian karaoke right there. Yeah, just because you got a wonderful singing voice. Not all of us do. Oh, you know, we still want to hear you. But you you sang last year <laughs> at the VIP party oh, with Eric no, Westman. That, that, yeah. So I have this I have this mental thing where I don't recognize song lyrics uh, because right. the, the sound of the song overwhelms it. So there were all these famous songs uh, like uh, Land Down Under and stuff, and I had no idea what the lyrics were. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to look up the lyrics on my phone. Uh, well, it, you it definitely, anyway. You definitely have a unique brain, my friend. And uh, (laughs) you're harnessing your (laughs) mental abilities for the powers of good. And I love that. Well, we'll see. We shall see. Okay. Well, let's talk about Keto Fest. This is uh, an amazing growth from last year, isn't it? Yeah. Year over year growth. We went, I think, last year. How many people did we have last year? We had 268 people attend last year. Right. And we had 370, I think, attend this year. Yeah, 370 on Science Sunday, 320 on Social Saturday. Wow. And and we had like double the speakers. We, we basically doubled the event. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I think we should probably talk a little bit about the origin of Keto Fest because this was your idea, right? Well, yeah, it was. And of course... I can't take credit for Keto Fest. You know, ideas are cheap, right? It's the execution <laughs> and pulling it all off. We it, it was an idea that I had. I wanted to have a, a a festival, not just a conference. Richard and I have been in the software world for years and years, and we've 
talked at yeah. software conferences pretty much our entire careers. Mm -hmm. So we've been to a lot of these and some of the best right. memories come from hanging out outside of the talks and, you know, the social interactions and learning from people over dinners or in the speaker's lounge uh, or just mm. out in the hallway talking to vendors and things. You learn a lot and you get that sort of community built uh, that way. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a band. I wanted to have a pig roast. I wanted to do cooking stuff. And then on top of that, have, um, you know, talks and lectures from the luminaries. So that, that was the genesis of the idea. And I think I was at another software conference and couldn't sleep at three o'clock in the morning. I think I got on Skype and said, I got this crazy yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> and we we just brainstormed this thing and we're like, you know what we should do? We should do a social Saturday where Saturday is only social stuff. And then right. we should do the science on one day. So that, that day is only the science. And so everybody knows what's happening. And so, yeah. and that's really how Keto Fest came about. Yeah. And the real secret is New London. I mean, New London is the star of KetoFest, really, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And it's cool because I already know a lot of the, um, the, the, the vendors, the restaurateurs, the theater owners. You know, I know a lot of people, the mayor. And so it was really easy for me to, to convince them that this would be good for New London. I didn't have to convince them about the ketogenic diet. It was mm. more just like, you know, hey, how would, how would you feel if I brought 300 people into the town that have never been here before. And of course, everybody's right. eyes lit up like crazy. Are you kidding? This would be great for our little town. And so mm. that that's really and, what made it work. And especially the week after Salfest. I mean, Salfest is the big event of the year. And so that week after is dead. So all of the all of the restaurants and everybody were, you know, they're used to that that week being dead and no business. And all of a sudden, we you know, we bought 300 plus people into town to mm. spend money at restaurants and spend money at the cheese and wine place and, you know, yeah. and and enjoy the, the historic guard uh, theatre and and, uh, and just enjoy uh, New London, Connecticut yeah. Yeah. On, a, in a, on a beautiful summer's day. Exactly. So that, that's it. And, you know, we, we decided to make a sort of a manifesto of if you wanted to put on your own Keto Fest, you know, what – would and you wanted to use the word keto fest, right? Because you could put on a festival, whatever. But yeah. if you want our support and you want to use the word keto fest, you come to us and we, right. you know follow the rules and mm -hmm. uh, pay a, a license fee. Because you know, let's face it, there are things that we're going to do for you, like advertise mm -hmm. using our yep. graphics, having access to all our resources that we used for our own keto fest. And uh, mm. so that that is something that you can do. Just get in contact with us. So let's talk about what a Keto Fest actually is. Right. It's really a three day event, and it's in New London because this was your hometown. Right. But it, you know, we're going to do a Keto Fest mini event in Canberra, Australia, very soon, and this is one of the things we announced at Keto Fest in New London. Yeah. Uh, so a Keto Fest is, doesn't have to be three days, but the one in New London is three days because, you know, we have a Fasting Friday, which is this year was run by IDM and Megan Ramos, and uh, this is the Intensive Dietary Management Practice out of Toronto. Yeah. And basically, they did an event in the Whole Day Inn uh, in the ballroom there. It was 120 people. It was a free event, and yep. it was uh, it was basically a kickoff for Keto Fest, but it was also about fasting. Mm. It was so that everyone could take a day of just, just – 
um, fasting and, and enjoying uh, a little bit of science behind fasting before all of the festivities commence because there wasn't going to be any fasting at Keto Fest because there was a lot of food. That's the key, right? You have a day of learning about fasting, hearing Megan's uh, clinical expertise and data from the Mm -hmm. clinic about the people that they've helped, and also non-food-centric activities, playing games, walking tours, you know, Mm. uh, walking around. They took a walk down to the ocean. Nice, yeah. And back. And uh, these kinds of things uh, is what Fasting Friday was all about. So then Friday night was the VIP party at my house. Right. And the VIP mm. party was only for people who bought tickets on Kickstarter. There was a yeah. limited number of them because my house is only so big. But as yep. many presenters, speakers, and celebrities were there as could possibly make it. A few of them right. couldn't, but most of them were there. Mm-hmm. And we had all sorts of great food. Uh, we had music and a sort of a lounge out in the front yard and tents and uh, what did we have? We had lobster bisque. Yeah, we did. We had uh, Julie's red cabbage. Yeah, the German cabbage. Mm. And of yeah. course, the star of the show was the 48-hour sous vide uh, chuck roast. Nice. And and I got to I got to brag about this a little bit because we did it sort of <laughs> we did sous vide sort of redneck style. We got yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> and we got five Coleman coolers, and we drilled holes in the top of the coolers with a circular mm-hmm. drill saw bit. Yeah, just the perfect size to fit an Innova precision cooker sous vide stick down in there. And so we we yep. uh, vacuum sealed beef chuck mm-hmm. with garlic, olive oil, uh, thyme, and salt and pepper. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we put that in there at about 133 degrees Fahrenheit for two days. Yeah. And when it came out, it was a perfect medium rare, edge to edge. Yeah, I think this was probably the only way we could have fed 160 people because That's and right. had the food all come out hot at the same time uh, because, you know, sous vide so convenient for that because, yeah. you know, you just break open a new bag and the food's perfectly hot and ready to go. So that was a lot of fun. Pam Zorn from Wine and Way had some of her wine that she shared. And also we got some low-carb yeah. wine from um, Thames River Greenery. Yeah. And, uh, and that was fun. And all of the Aussies smuggled beer, zero-carb beer into the place. So I had yeah. a case of beer. Uh, Stephen Price had a case of beer. And Andrew managed to smuggle two cases in. So we had like <laughs> four, four cases of, of Australian zero-carb beer, which was awesome. Uh, what a party. Yeah. So then Social Saturday. Tell us about Social Saturday. Yeah, so Social Saturday is that's really the heart of the festival. And this, we had cooking demonstrations at RD86. Mm. Uh, we had uh, cheese-making demonstrations from Pamela Zorn. So this was really cool. This was new for this Keto Fest. Yeah. And what she did was she made uh, mozzarella. And uh, this is a 30-minute recipe that I, I've used in the past myself. It's a fairly simple. It's probably one of the simplest cheese recipes. And you use a microwave to get the heat up. Mm. And uh, she she made this mozzarella, but she'd also previously made some cultured butter and some ricotta, which she'd combined and molded into small balls and frozen. So that, well, at least she chilled down so that so that they were quite hard. And mm. she got this mozzarella that she'd made. She'd melted in the microwave. She'd basically made it from milk, making 
made it from scratch. Hmm. And she got this mozzarella and wrapped it around these little balls and then twisted off the top. And it's called a burrata. And it's basically cream cheese inside a uh, a, a mozzarella ball. Oh, and, oh so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also did walking tours. Tell me about those, Carl. Yeah, so the walking tours are done by New London Landmarks, and they already have a business that takes people around the town on a one-hour walk, and they can visit the historical sites. Yeah. New London was a uh, big player in the whaling industry, you know, back right. before uh, oil was our main source of energy. Uh, yeah. The whale oil was uh, highly prized as a source of energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, machine oil, too. Yeah, machine oil. I mean, the world ran Mm -hmm. on whale oil. Yeah. And the Mystic Seaport is nearby. This is where this is a a preserved or sort of a made up whaling village. Mm -hmm. And New London was also a huge port. But not only that, New London is where the Amistad landed. Uh, Oh, right. It was a slave slave ship ship. revolt. Right. Yeah. And if you go to the custom house, there's a plaque. Uh, dedicated to Joseph Sinke, who is the slave that mm. actually led the revolt. Right. And uh, it's it's an amazing story. And, of course, Steven Spielberg came to New London and Mystic and filmed some of uh, his movie, Amistad, there. So, if you want to mm. sort of know about that, just watch the movie, Amistad. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, the other thing we did uh, on Social Saturday was is we did live podcasts. And this yeah. was where uh, Jimmy Moore and Carl and I and Daisy Brackenhall and uh, Carrie Brown and uh, Kim Howerton and Ken Berry all did podcasts live in front of a studio audience. A and, gymnasium uh, audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. It was a gymnasium. It was a quite echoey but uh no that was great and um this was an opportunity for people to see what the process is uh behind um producing a podcast and they got to see so so jimmy did his with uh i think he had periscope on his phone and he had uh the the microphone going to our speaker so the audience could hear so his were live going out Simultaneously, mm-hmm. uh, Ken and Ken Berry and Kim Houghton uh, had phones and they were doing a Facebook Live. Yep. Carrie Brown and Daisy Brackenhall and you and I both did yep. recorded podcasts, so that they will all go to editors before being published. Yeah, I think I think Carrie did hers live too. Did she really? Okay, yeah, cool. I think so. Awesome. Yeah. But it was just a great way for people to see the sausage being made, you know? Right. And it, we yeah. had a couple of fangirls in the front, didn't we? These ladies had t-shirts <laughs> made t-shirts. up that had, like, mail on mail it. And, all and recipes. And recipes. <laughs> mug with that mug on it. <laughs> it was nuts. But a lot yeah. of fun. So then it the was. next thing we did was we um, got local restaurants on board to provide ketogenic fare. And we highlighted them right. in the program. So you could actually mm-hmm. see what they were serving and decide whether to go. And, of course, the middle of the program was a map and there was a key so that you could figure out where these places were. Uh, it was right. great. The, the The restaurants were fantastic. They, obviously, the ones that really leaned into it made out really well. Yeah. And the other ones that were just kind of on the periphery, well, they didn't do so well. They did okay, but yeah. 
Exactly. We we gave everybody tokens that they could use to spend in these restaurants. Um, and then right. after the event, uh, we basically went around to all of the restaurants and paid them for any tokens that they collected. So, you know, it was a way to drive business into the local economy and uh, for, for um, uh, you know, the, the local restaurateurs to be part of the festival rather than sort of being, you know, on the side of a yeah. festival uh, right. like they normally would be. This is this was a chance for them to take uh, their rightful place front and centre. Yeah, and one of the things that we discovered in our postmortem is that the, the, the coupons are hit and miss because it really requires the restaurant to understand that they need to ta- train their staff to take the coupons. And sometimes there's right. a staff person who just doesn't know, and then they refuse them, and now it's a bad experience for the attendees. Yeah. The attendees were going to buy it anyway, right? They didn't really need mm-hmm. the coupons. So next year we're scrapping the coupons, and we're probably going to lower the price. Yeah, ditch those, yeah. 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 We're probably going to lower the price to offset that cost. Mm. Yeah, so the final thing on Saturday was the ice cream social. Now, I'd never heard of an ice cream social before, but apparently this is a, a thing that's it's 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 done in in New England, yeah, and uh, it's done. F- it's it's a church it's a church event that doesn't involve alcohol, so yeah. it's a social event that doesn't involve alcohol. But <laughs> but our ice cream social did involve some alcohol, so so we that's had right. um, and it was it was awesome. We had um, ice cream from uh, Rebel Ice Cream. It was their debut. Rebel Ice Cream. Right, yeah, yeah, because they'd done the Kickstarter sort of uh, almost a year ago, I think. And, yeah, and yeah. This was their big debut, yeah. They brought 80 pints. Wow, that was nice. And we also had some soft serve from Keto & Co as well, and yeah. they bought a lot of toppings. And then I think, um, was it Dry Farm Wines that provided yes. the wine for the event? That's right. And, uh, and then, you know, so so that was that was a, a wonderful big event party. as well. Yeah, that, so that was the social day, and then the next day was Science Sunday. Yeah, so Science Sunday was uh, at the first Keto Fest was just one track at the Guard Theater. This year we mm-hmm. decided to add another track, so we had two separate venues, each with eight speakers. And one of the other things that came up in our postmortem is that well, that was too many. Like uh, it was, it was too much. There wasn't enough time in between for people to, you know, eat or move around or that kind of thing. So we're probably going to limit right. it to seven and have a real yeah. break in the middle next year. Mm. A real lunch break, yeah, yeah. But we also did live streaming. Well, we attempted to do live streaming. Mm. We did live streaming from the second venue, the Isaac School, and that worked out. But at the guard, yeah. something happened to their Wi-Fi and it just mm. died. Yeah. And we kind of got screwed on that. However, we were recording them locally. Right. So we are now in the process of putting together those videos mm-hmm. and, you know, improving the sound, you know, making it louder and easier uh, to understand, trimming them up and putting them on YouTube. Now, we have the only one that we have up there on YouTube publicly is the keynote. Yes. And you can watch that at keynote.ketofest.com. Nice. And we're going to be trickling out the rest of them one per month mm-hmm. because basically people paid to see That's the live right. stream. They get access to all of this stuff because they paid for that. Yeah. Uh, and but everybody else in the public is just going to have to wait. We're going to we're going to trickle them out. Yeah, that's true. So we had 16 speakers at the guard. We started the keynote at 8:30, and at 9 a.m., Nina Teicholz did the science on keto and diabetes. Mm-hmm. At 10 a.m., Ken Berry, Lies My Doctor Told Me and What You Can Do About That. Mm-hmm. 
At 11 a.m., Keto Made Simple. Do I really need organic grass-fed beef? That's Dr. Eric Westman. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. At noon, Jeff Gerber, When Weight Loss Stalls. Mm -hmm. Uh, At 1 p.m., Jimmy Moore, The Science of Communicating Science. He's a, that's his expertise, his communication, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we've heard Jimmy talk about the patient experience many times, but, you know, most of the people in the audience knew that uh, patient experience because they'd lived it. But what they didn't know is how do I talk to people in my community about the science? Um, What is the science behind communicating that science? And and I think that was a very useful talk. I thought so, too. Uh, at 2 mm. p.m., Professor Richard Feynman did Warburg 101, an intro to energy metabolism and cancer. And this was a pretty technical talk. Yeah. And uh, for those who really wanted to go deep, it was good. But, you know, for the yeah. it, it's kind of ironic that that was after how to communicate science, right? Because it was really right. it was really technical. Yeah, I've decided that when I grow up, I want to be Richard Feynman. <laughs> and the cool thing is, he doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows yeah, up either. That's so. Right. <laughs> so at three p.m., Doctor Nadir Ali, who's new to Keto Fest this mm. year, uh, talked about yeah. the paradox of insulin resistance versus LDL cholesterol. It was a brilliant talk, mm. and all of these were brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. Four p.m., Ivor Cummins, an engineering guide to chronic disease avoidance which was awesome. Nice. And then at 5 yeah. p.m., we did the closing ceremony where we gave away bacon. Yeah, <laughs> we did. And it, at the other venue, we had, uh, at 9 o'clock, we had Alan Meisner, and he was the guy during Social Saturday, I forgot to mention, who was doing free uh, fitness lessons on right. the, the grass just north of the parade. Yep. And uh, he came and did a p- presentation on how to get the most out of that keto energy. And a lot of people really enjoyed that that presentation um, because it, it was quite surprising. But, of course, he was up against Nina Teichel. So, uh, you know, that, that was a tough gig, that one. The other thing that I need to say about Alan Meisner's talk is he was the first talk of the day, as Richard said. And we didn't have the, the, the streaming working and the recording working correctly during that talk so we actually lost his video the video that we got had no sound and the sound that we did have from the camera was so bad because it was echoey so what we're doing is get this i'm going down to pensacola florida in october where he lives at and doing a keto mini fest at his house no i'm bringing brandon we're going to stream it we're going to record it and that will be his he's going to redo his talk and that will be his video for keto fest how cool is that? That's awesome. Very generous of him. So at 10 o'clock after Alan, we had uh, Megan Ramos, and she gave a talk on practical fasting and the science of intermittent fasting. Yeah. And then at 11 o'clock, we had Dave Feldman, Decoding Cholesterol, uh, the new lipid energy model and why it matters. Oh, Dave's awesome. He is. And then after Dave, we had his uh, plucky sidekick, <laughs> Siobhan Huggins, <laughs> and she did LDL primed to protect cholesterol's role in defense and repair. Yeah, and then that was great at 1 too. p.m., we had Nick Mailer on your marvelous mevalinate machine versus the statin slayer. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and that was that was that was technical, but I think he I think he nailed it. I think he brought off a technical presentation uh, to to a to a, an audience, and I think he was able to carry it off. So yeah. uh, the next one was uh, uh, Peter Ballastead, Doctor Peter Ballastead, who did the ruminant revolution. And uh, now the interesting thing about this presentation is halfway through our laptop that was uh that was streaming it 
uh, it kind of shat itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so the streaming laptop, up. not the presentation laptop. He yeah. just kept on going. Yeah. He was a he was a trooper, and we actually have video of because because we recorded the video in the cameras themselves. We mm. actually have a video of him doing that presentation, and I think we might actually release that as one of the first. It's going to be like a blooper <laughs> reel for us because you know our, our hardware obviously didn't work. But yeah. Peter's presentation was outstanding and very funny, and uh, I think we might actually release that as one of the fir- one of the first. Uh, yeah, maybe we actually got we most released. of it recorded. And it was only at the end that it kind of blew up. So that was no mm. big deal. It was kind of funny, yeah. as you said. Yeah. <laughs> and then at 3 p.m., we had uh, a presentation by Amy Berger, Nourishing Your Neurons, Alzheimer's Disease as Type 3 Diabetes and a Nutritional Strategy to Fight It. Yeah. And then at 4 p.m., we had Amber O'Hearn doing Carnivorous Diets, Benefits Beyond Low Carb. Mm. And uh, and that was the all the presentations at the alternate facility. So we had a lot of really good stuff. It was a jammed pack Science Sunday. It was amazing. And we didn't talk about the food on Science Sunday, but we also fed people at the guard, right? Well, this is unusual for a conference. Most conferences, you know, outside the room, there's like a hospitality table with some pastries and some... Snickers bars and right. maybe a piece of fruit if you're lucky, but it's all glucose. It's it's basically for the glucose burners who can go 45 minutes without uh, getting hangry. And <laughs> what we did instead was we fed people real food. Yeah. We had an all-day bacon bar. That's right. Cheese sandwiches, toasted cheese sandwiches, which, yeah. you know, for keto people, that's just that's just evil. That's unheard <laughs> of. And we did that using the Fox Hill Kitchen's bread. And the Fox Hill Kitchen's people, Julie and her daughter, actually yeah. came down and used four griddles to toast and, you know, buttered toasted buns inverted. So you get the mm. toast on the other side of the bun. And then they had an assortment of types of cheeses and they made these grilled cheese toasties. Uh, and then what people were doing was grabbing bacon from the bacon bar and sticking them in between, <laughs> so you know, like a pepper jack sandwich or something. Yes. And those were off the chain awesome. And we did it last year and we had to do it again this year. The funny thing about those cheese sandwiches was everybody was lining up for these cheese sandwiches. And mm. it, the the line went around the room <laughs> and past the bacon bar where people were picking up their bacon prior to getting their cheese sandwiches, and they That's went right. all the way out into the guard itself. So, you know, it was a massive long line, and it, it snaked <laughs> past the bacon bar. How convenient right. was that? <laughs> yep. And we also ended the day with uh, beef stroganoff, which oh, Robert yeah. Ramsey made at RD86 mm-hmm. with yeah. some sour cream, and that was served over... Uh, cauliflower rice, uh, a sort of a herb blend that uh, Keto and Co. provided. It was delicious. Yeah. So at, at lunchtime on the parade plaza, we had a pig on a spit from Securoli. Right. Plus extra pork belly, right? Yeah, that's right. Extra pork belly. Mm. And we had the barbecue sauce, the Stevia Sweet barbecue sauce. They sent us some of that. But we mm-hmm. also did. Uh, my clam chowder recipe. Yep. We served 320 people clam chowder. Nice. And it was amazing. And we also had your Ketoki fried chicken coleslaw. Yeah, the Ketoki fried chicken coleslaw. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, um, and on top of that, Mystic Meat Locker was there with their sausages that were made without sugar. And they had all sorts of grilled sausages they were giving away and people just loved that. Yeah. We held an after party for all of the volunteers and the staff 
and the speakers at uh, at RD86. And this is where we get to talk about the volunteers. What an amazing thing. Yeah, we couldn't have done Keto Fest without our army of volunteers. We call them Louise's army because there was almost, there was like 64 people That's right. who volunteered to make sure that Keto Fest happened. And, you know, we had people come in into town uh, from overseas uh, two or three days early just so that they could help help us out in the kitchen, uh, help us to prep the food. And, mm. and some people actually said that the, their best value of Keto Fest was being able to contribute, to be able to be being able to be part of the volunteers, sharing an oven, working with uh, other keto people in the kitchen, and uh, learning how other people make their keto food, and mm. being able to ask questions and talk about it. And so, you know, uh, it, it it you know it wasn't without its rewards, but the least that we could do was to to have the after party uh, to uh, basically to thank our volunteers because yeah. without them, Keto Fest would not have happened. So here's the genesis of the idea. Last year, we kind of got our butts handed to us because we had a few yeah. volunteers from our internal, you know, our admin group, um, but there weren't enough of them and we were just over our heads. So we put out a, a Google form, which is just a way that you can collect some data. And we sent it to everybody mm. who had registered for Keto Fest a month before. And we said, hey, would you be interested in volunteering? There's a bunch of jobs that you can do. Would you be interested in prepping mm. food? And if so, what nights? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, would you be interested in serving food? Would you be interested in helping us set up tables and chairs and breaking them down all of the things that we needed help with and as richard said 64 people s signed up for this and the volunteers got a shirt a staff shirt and they got access to this party and man what a what, they they just made it yeah we couldn't have done keto fest without them as i say and you know we don't do keto fest to to to, to make a profit that's not why we're in it we're in it for the community uh, the whole point of it is to uh, is to do an event that uh, that the community is involved in, and yeah. I can't think of a better way for the community to be involved in the event than for the large army of volunteers, all the red shirts helping us out getting yeah, this exactly. project underway. So we talked about our Keto Fest manifesto. I've been doing mm. Keto Mini Fest, which is just a five hour event, uh, and I've done a few of these so far, and we want to encourage other people to do them. And again, um, you need to contact us if you want to use the word Keto Fest. Mm -hmm. But you also mentioned in the keynote in, in this podcast, Keto Fest Down Under. Yeah, that's right. So tell us about that. Yeah, so what we're, uh, what we're planning to do is we've, uh, we've uh, spoken to the National Press Club in Canberra. And uh, this is a venue that they're actually on the television in Australia on national TV every week doing uh, political addresses and you know when a when a uh, I guess when when Donald Trump comes to Australia he'll be speaking at the press club or you know Canberra is so, the capital um, of Australia right yeah it is it's it's like our version of Washington DC it's like a, a fake made up town just 
just to be the the nation's capital. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, we um, uh, so we're going to be doing it at the National Press Club, which is a fairly famous venue in Canberra. Uh, it's a two-hatted restaurant, which basically uh, means it's 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 fine dining. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have a science brekkie. Brekkie is breakfast, and so <laughs> we're going to have multiple presentations from uh, some uh, uh, researchers and PhDs and experts in the field, and then. We're going to have a cooking demonstration. I'm going to do a demonstration on, I think I'm probably going to do bag salmon, maybe the the, the sous vide salmon oh, with yeah. the miso paste and yeah. um, you know, the bacon skin on top and then uh, and fennel salad, of course, because that's my thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, and then what's going to happen is the kitchen brigade are going to come out and they will have prepared the exact same meal in the kitchen. Mm. They will have a team of chefs basically plating up the food. So, you know, the plate goes from one chef to the next and each chef adds their bit to the, the, the food and it's, it's a big production. And then, then uh, at the other end of the, of, the, of the production line, you have the waiters picking up the food and taking it to the table. So, nice. you know, this is, this is going to be a, a big kitchen brigade pr- production. Awesome. We're going to have uh, some local winemakers and local gin distilleries are going to be involved and they're going to be um, – there's going to be wine on the tables and and uh, then we're going to watch a movie while we eat our lunch and drink our wines mm-hmm. and after the movie we're going to have a special guest star and uh, then we're probably this is like a social arvo social afternoon and then we're going to um, Carl and I will probably do a live podcast mm-hmm. and uh, and then that will be it so it, it, it'll be a more compact event right. um, and I think we're probably going to do a VIP night at uh, my place uh, but it'll awesome. be a lot smaller because we can probably only get about 20 or 30 people in so that's going to be a very high ticket item when we do the kickstarter and the kickstarter is going to come out this week uh then we're going to um uh you know that 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 ticket's going to go fairly quickly because there's so few of them anyway um so that's the event and uh we're going to do that in australia we're also talking to um vendors who are going to be involved in helping us with this we've got uh local as i mentioned local wine and gin but we've also got the local truffle farm um and we've got uh, a company from tasmania who specialize in rendered fats so they have duck fat uh that's going to be involved in one of the meals nice. we're thinking about doing truffle ice cream with uh fried shaved pig's ears <laughs> and and duck fat salted caramel. Oh my god, I can't wait for dessert. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's the plan. So one thing that we should mention is that we're also working with other groups to do keto fests in London and in Toronto, but we don't that's have old London. Yeah, old London. But we don't have yeah. anything to report yet. Those are just being worked on. And uh, mm-hmm. we're advising them, and uh, nothing, nothing yet. So don't ask us. We'll we'll make it known. Yeah. When those things come online. Yeah. And if you see keto fests uh, any cro- cropping up in the next couple of weeks f- for anywhere else, then they're unlicensed. We're not involved in them, and you know. If they uh, don't uh, meet your expectations, then don't come blaming us because these people That's are not involved with us. Exactly. Well, are you feeling peckish, puckish, or otherwise hungry? 
No, I have the curse of Keto Fest. <laughs> and that is, yeah. you know, just, I mean, with Keto Fest, I just wasn't hungry. Uh, I'd eaten so much good food that uh, that I, I almost wasn't hungry for a week afterwards. Yeah, me too. It's remarkable. But, um, uh, yeah, I could, I could hear about some recipes, though. What do you got? Some recipes. Don't wait to get recipes. What you got, Carl? <laughs> All right. So I kind of punted this week, um, been a little mm-hmm. bit busy, didn't really do much cooking, but I did find something that I plan to do and uh, the, the ra- people are raving about it. So this mm. is from RuledMe, ruled.me, mm-hmm. and it's a keto version of General Chow's chicken. And, and Chow is spelt T-S-O, right? Yeah, and there is a whole story behind General Chow. It's an American dish, okay? Right, Somebody actually yeah. went back to China to track down General Chow, and there, there isn't even a statue of him in the town that he was famous <laughs> for. So, it's just a whole lot of American stuff. Anyway, so this makes about three servings at a 1.4 pounds each. Uh, mm-hmm. Comes out to 566 calories, 37.3 grams of fat, 4.5 grams of net carbs, and 59.3 grams of protein. Nice. So, they're calling for six to seven small chicken breasts. Now, mm. I don't really know what that means. What's a small chicken <laughs> breast? Is that a half of a breast? Because a breast is both halves, right? Yeah. And is it six or seven? Make your mind up. Yeah. I wish it was a little more precise. When I do this, I'm going to use uh, chicken thigh meat. Yeah. So, I, I, and I think that's what General Chow's uses is the thigh meat. Mm. Mm. Three quarters of a cup of crushed pork rinds, one third of a cup mm-hmm. of almond flour, two large eggs, two tablespoons of olive oil, and one tablespoon of coconut oil. Now, I have people in my house that are allergic to coconut, so I'm going to probably use butter instead. Sure. So, that's for the chicken. The sauce is a quarter of a cup of chicken broth, three tablespoons of rice vinegar, or rice wine vinegar, I think is what they mean, mm-hmm. two and yeah. a half tablespoons of soy sauce. Two tablespoons of reduced sugar ketchup, mm-hmm. and I have a sugar-free ketchup that I use that's pretty good, and they sell it at my grocery store. Nice. Two tablespoons of erythritol. Mm-hmm. I'm going to substitute that with xylitol. That's my sweetener of choice. Two teaspoons of sesame oil, mm. toasted sesame oil. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, and here's where the carbs come in. One teaspoon of hoisin sauce and a teaspoon of red chili paste, and those have a little... Uh, carbs in them but the uh author of this recipe says you know this is what really gives it that flavor so i i I don't know i try to find some sort of low carb version of those things so i did see one for hoisin and it used a combination of peanut paste and soy sauce and a sweetener and it was able to get and and those when you think about hoisin sauce that's really the flavors it's sweet mm. it's got that umami flavor and it's got like the, that little bit of um sort of tang the soy sauce kind of tang to it so uh, that's probably a good analog to try and get uh the uh the flavor of uh, hoisin well maybe if you think about it we've already got soy sauce and we've already got mm. the uh, sweetener yeah the sweetener maybe you just need yeah. a teaspoon of uh, peanut butter yeah, it could be. Maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, the red chili paste is just chili pepper and it's hot paste. So that's okay. Yeah. 
They're yeah, also calling for a teaspoon of red chili flakes, chili pepper flakes, mm. teaspoon okay. of garlic powder, half a teaspoon of minced ginger, get fresh ginger kids, and a quarter teaspoon of xanthan gum. Mm. So here's how it works. You put the pork rinds in the food processor and pulse them until crushed. And you combine the almond flour with the pork rinds in a bowl. Scramble the two eggs in another bowl. Preheat the oven to 325 Fahrenheit. And you wash and cube the chicken. By cubing, we just mean cut into bite-sized squares. All right. So this is probably why they used the breast, right? So that you could cube it? Yeah, you can cube thigh meat too. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. As long as it's boned out. Yeah. Yeah, cool. exactly. So you dip the chicken in the egg, then in the pork rinds and almond flour, and you fry the chicken in olive oil and coconut oil until it's brown. And you want to just, you know, flip it over, get it brown on each side. Don't burn it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Now you make the sauce, and essentially you put all of the sauce ingredients together, stir them all up, and you put the chicken on a baking sheet, cookie sheet, and cover it with the sauce. And you bake the chicken in the sauce for an hour, mm. but you have to, oh, every wow. 15 minutes, you turn it and mix it, being careful not to uh, get, you know, make the breading fall off. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So after it's done, the sauce really thickens up mm. and, you know, whatever's left, you can pour over the chicken. But you get that real General Chow's tang, you know, with the, with the, with the vinegar and the sweetener and the sesame oil, and it's got that, com- you know, it's comfort food. Right. That's it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's what I got. I'm going to go out and make this today. So I'll report next yeah. week to tell you how good it was. So that's my recipe. What you got? Nice. Well, I'm kind of punting as well because uh, I've got a big uh, schedule on this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going with a dish uh, basically baked camembert, uh, which mm. is a um, it's a it's a tradition. It's really an English tradition more than a French tradition. I mean, camembert obviously is a French cheese from you know, the Normandy region, and it's it's a wheel and it's uh, a soft cheese inside a white rind, and then it's normally shipped in a little round box, a little round wooden box. Yeah. And so. Here's what you do with that. You you're gonna first of all you're gonna get your oven to 200 degrees Celsius. It's probably around about uh, 400 Fahrenheit. And you want to unwrap the cheese from its packaging. Normally, it's in the box in a plastic wrapper. You want to remove the plastic wrapper, so you just have the cheese in the box. And if the box is starting to fall apart, tie some kitchen twine around the box to secure it. And the reason we're doing it in the box is because when we put this cheese in the oven, it's going to melt and uh, and we want the box to keep keep the form, the round form of the cheese. So the recipe that I'm going to send you is it actually says to slash the cheese a few times. The reason hmm. for doing this is so that you don't have air pockets build up under the cheese. Now, some people don't like the rind and so they take the whole top surface off the cheese Uh, but you really just need to slash a few holes in it yeah sometimes what i do is i will stick a knife into the cheese and then stick a garlic clove into that hole and that sort of gives it so nice and then you get that like roast garlic flavor as well um And then so what you do is you uh, put some thyme sprigs uh, in the cheese, uh, put a pinch of dried chili flakes and and spread a little bit of vermouth or you could also use kirsch, which is a a cherry 
uh, liqueur that's used often with fondue. Yeah. Um, so that it goes well with, with baked cheeses. And mm-hmm. so what you do is you um, uh, put it on a baking tray and bake it for about 20 minutes until it's gooey. And then they suggest serving it with toasted bread or crackers for dipping, but <laughs> we don't need bread. <laughs> no, Just give everybody that. a teaspoon, you know. That's it. We don't need bread to eat cheese, seriously, people. That's so right. anyway, that's my recipe. That's awesome. And that's a show. And boy, Keto Fest was amazing. And we couldn't have done it without an army of people that we need to call out. Yeah. So firstly, we would like to thank Louise Reynolds and Andrew Skeet. Yeah. Who managed it, their army of volunteers that did the real work of bringing Keto Fest to life. Yeah, we'd like to thank our Two Keto Dudes crew of admins who've been with us from the beginning. They help us manage all of our events. Brenda and Kevin, Burl, Daisy, John, Kim, Liz and Sam, Louise and Andrew, Matt, Rebecca, Siobhan, Terry, Tom and Martha. Yeah, and we'd like to thank our conference sponsors, Keto & Co., Dry Farm Wines, Heads Up Health, Fox Hill Kitchens, Heel Clinic, Front Porch Pecans, Rebel Ice Cream, Firefly Farms, Mystic Meat Locker Charcuterie, Stevia Sweet Barbecue Sauce, Keto Mojo, RNA Reset, Keto Cakes, Wine and Whey, Keto Chow, Birthright Nutrition, and Intensive Dietary Management. We'd also like to thank the people who manage the venues and the activities from Keto Fest. And this is the entire team at the Guard Theatre and the team at the Isaac School, Chef Robert Ramsey and his team at RD86, the Keto Fest band, the River Gods, yeah. Pamela Zorn, Alan Meisner and Blissworks Yoga, Thames River Greenery, New London Landmarks, and most importantly, the restaurants of New London, who went above and beyond to make Ketofest happen. We're also very grateful for the support of the office of the Mayor of New London, Mike Passero. But mostly we'd like to thank Louise's army of Ketofest 2018 volunteers. Yep, Brandon Wen, Emmy Franklin, Michelle Shannon, David R. Brooks, Karen Jones, Karen Ogilvie, Tyson Martin, Miriam Blair, and Ashley Frazee. Also, Michael Wolf, Scott Kesselring, Evelyn de Dominicus, Dawn Clemen, Robin Gray, Mark Cloche, Becky Cordell, and Charles Werner. Also, Stephanie Patinella, Cheryl Hoffbauer, Ken Hoffbauer, Steve Stitten, Wynne Roberts, Deanna, Jen Boggs, Lori Falco, Maya Herbst, and Nancy Mitchell. Also, Richard Beverly, Robin Gray, Rochelle Sitteram, Terry Hancock, Amelia Dodson, Murray Kesselring, Sherry Baztu, and Amanda Atkins. Also, Dara Smith, Jill Mitchell, John Somsky, Kristen Somsky, Karen Baruji, Tom Baruji, Jody Turple, Laura Marsh, and Laura Patey. Also, Brian Prince, Madge Bolt, Michelle Barry, Sherry Takahashi, April Roberts, Dr. Emily Franklin, Heidi Zabel, Joe Klaus, and Karen Dieroff. Also, Lindy Silcox, Lee Powers, Stephanie Wilborn, Tammy Kidd, Rebecca Engel, Cindy Alvardo, Mark Blythe, and Megan O'Reilly. And finally, Chrissy Vogel, Janet Stanclick, Kaylin Cox Diamond, Danielle Coonerty, Erica Burt, Christina Oman, and Betsy Rome. Of course, if you have anything you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something you don't agree with, some more research you found to support or refute, anything that we've said, send it by email to dudes at 2ketodudes.com or post it on the website. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram at 2ketodudes. Make sure to use the hashtag 2ketodudes. And of course, if you want to join the free ketogenic forum, it's forum.2keto.com and you can have a look around the ketogenic forum without needing to create an account by starting with success.2keto.com. And if useless swag is your fan, 
fancy like t-shirts and coffee mugs and all that other junk head over to gear.2keto.com <laughs> and if you want a shot at getting some of that swag for free join the two keto dudes fan club you'll be eligible for win something at every show go to fanclub.2keto.com and if you feel like supporting our forums and all the podcasts we produce think about making a monthly pledge on our patreon page at patreon.2keto.com you can also see all of our podcasts and other videos on YouTube at youtube.tokido.com. And if you haven't already, go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's how new people get to know about what we do. Two Keto Dudes is brought to you by Two Keto LLC, who strives to support the low-carb community with podcasts and other publications. Richard, my friend, keep calm, keto on, and fast when you can. Yeah, thanks, Carl. Keep calm and keto on, and thank you to all the volunteers of Keto Fest. Absolutely. And we'll see you next time on Two Keto Dudes. Keto Dudes.